Hey, everybody, we are back after a little bit of a break, a little tiny one. We all need a break every once in a while. Uh, it is, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, it is Sunday, October 1st, 2023, and you are listening to episode 29 of Black Box Signal. We've made it 29 episodes. Woot, woot. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm your host, as always, steering this thing straight into the ground, uh, Chase Johnson. Uh, and then always the person who grabs the wheel at the last second, make sure we don't crash. Dustin Miller, try, how's it going? Try my best to patch those holes. Right. Oh, great. How are you? Doing good. I just noticed in my camera I've got like this farmer's tan going on because I never wear tank tops. But hey, it's fucking hot all of a sudden outside. <laughs> so we've had some nice like 60 degree, 50, 60 degree days, and then this weekend and into this week it just decided to be 80. Like I'm so sick of it. Yeah, I am too. I love. Give, give me cold. So yeah, you love the winter. Mm-hmm. That, that's your favorite season. So I always say that my favorite season technically is summer, but that is only because here in Michigan, fall is too short. That's true. Like I feel like we get a a good week of like that in between crisp fall weather, and then it goes right into winter, and I'm I, that's why I've like. It's it's I love summer with a caveat that if fall lasted longer here, it would be fall. Um, See, I like I like fall, um, but I mostly prefer winter, mostly because of the same reason as you is that it just doesn't last long. But also I get hot very quickly, and very easily. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so nice, cool weather is great. Like it. And I'm the one. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just saying, my fiance always gets mad at me when, like, still wearing shorts and it's like mid November, almost December. Right, right. I'm going to turn you up a little bit. There we go. Um, So, yeah, we took a little bit of time off uh, because we had a busy weekend last weekend. Yeah. Uh, We had and somebody's bachelor party. It was uh, mine. <laughs> it was mad it was mad um, i got a, I got a little toasty that night i got very toasty yeah i i drank for the first time in like three years and was able to still drive you home so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was great you also took me to taco bell which was awesome yeah, yeah. i had like two of those two or three of those things in that in that box and then immediately like started passing out so right. i was like ah, i'm gonna eat it those drinks were good. Um, oh. I kept I kept having the raspberry berets. Those were those were mm-hmm. those were good. Mm-hmm. And then Dexter, my son, uh, turned one on Thursday, two Thursdays ago now technically. Um, yeah. But we celebrated his birthday with the family on Sunday. We rented out a little room at a little bowling alley. Oh, that has an arcade Ooh. that my daughter loves to play at. So we did that. Uh, he got spoiled, which is good because. We pretty much spent all the money on the party and the cake. So we were like, everybody else spoiling. <laughs> and this is not an offensive gift. Um, I welcome this. We also got a huge ass pack of diapers. That that was a gift more for us, for the parents, but I was I think that's a viable gift. Somebody said uh, I think I can't remember who got them for us, but I remember somebody's like diapers for a gift. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diapers are yeah fucking expensive it's also um, very useful 
Very useful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to be potty trained till probably at least three. So, or if he's anything like my daughter, almost four. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I remember the story. We technically enrolled her in preschool before she could do number two. They're like, she's potty trained, right? And we're like, yeah, she totally is. And oh, I was oh. like, we ha- all right, we have the summer summer to get this down. <laughs> she got it down, luckily. But oh man, that was that was funny. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we took a little bit of time off. Um, cool. I just want to bring this up because I know you're a movie buff, and I kind of was texting you about it last night. We watched Elemental over the weekend for our family mm-hmm. movie night on Friday. I was not expecting much. Like I saw some previews for it, and I was like, man, that movie f- is fucking good. Um, I really enjoyed it, especially at, like the last few straight Pixar joints. I've kind of been like, eh, but mm-hmm. this one was like really good. Uh, so, um, all I'll say is, uh, I watched it too. Yeah. Um, you didn't like it, did you? I, no, I just, I can't say. You can't the, say? The, 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 the actors are still on strike, so I'm refusing to. Oh yeah. Well, didn't yeah. they wrap that up? Well, the writers wrapped up. Only the, the writers. Only the, the writers. Actors are still That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. They yep. meet. They meet tomorrow for potentially good news. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, at least the writers got. I saw that they won their end. Yes. So oh my god, it was huge. Awesome. Uh, Absolutely if, awesome. If it, if it wraps up tomorrow for the actors, I will hundred percent give my, my my review on that movie because I love it. That's right. Or you can give it to me in private. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um uh but yeah, I I thought it was good. Um as a guy who isn't that big of a movie buff, I just kind of see whatever my daughter picks for us to see. So <laughs> honestly, it was kind of shocking when you got when I got that text from you saying like you really enjoyed it. Yeah. Because I, of that reason of like you just don't usually like movies that much. Yeah, it's not that I don't like movies, it's that like I just don't watch a lot of movies. Um, that's fair that's fair it it's i i grew up playing video games which uh speaking of do you want to get into we've got a pretty loaded episode do you want to get into games awesome segue yeah let's do it great segue this week (laughs) all right um do do you want to kick it off do i want to kick it off do it do we um i can kick it off yeah yeah go for it Uh, um so i've only really been playing like three games um me too me too i played armor core 6 which is still a lot of fun but i've been finding myself spending a lot more time in the the paint shop than yep. actually doing the missions uh yep. if you if you check my twitter uh i have one up right now and i haven't posted the other one but basically i tried to make power ranger megazords mm-hmm. uh i made the spd delta megazord as my first like dual wielding pistol megazord and is by far like one of my favorites or i guess armor core it is definitely one of the greatest ones i have and then i did the tank treads and i made the old school dino megazord for mighty morphin power rangers um in it's like tank form and it's it's a beefy one it's very beefy nice nice yeah um uh yeah i was i think i talked about this a little bit but uh before i got rid of it um (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll get to we'll get to that um i was making like gundams Mm -hmm. so i was making like i made an x well i renamed the xia the double o uh because after i put the stuff on it it looked more like the double o 
Um, and okay. then I made a heavy arms, a heavy arms custom, uh, the endless waltz version. That's the green one. Um, mm-hmm. so I made that, but yeah, dude, you've been sending me those. And I, yeah, I got, I think I still have the texture foam when you're like, I think I found my calling. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because like, if you like look closely, there's decals like all over it. Right. Where, yeah. Like, well, I was zooming in. I, had to, I was, yeah. Where I had to physically sit there and go into the, um, like the image editors and like meticulously put little shapes in to make other things like if you look at the um at the spd one the shield that's on like the forehead like if you go into the the image editor it only allows you like 125 128 like shapes and images into it to make a bigger image right i think i used 120 to make that (laughs) oh man so you about maxed it out (laughs) i about maxed it out it took me it took me like three hours to make that one thing yeah yeah so you're you're enjoying the customization of it more than the game at this point i'm i am i i've started playing a few more missions just so i can get more items right uh, because as i unlock more items that's where like my gears start turning and i start thinking of like different mechs from different shows and that's where like the the tank mode from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers came in. So yeah, nice, nice. Uh, and then you've got the teal mask on here. Yeah. So the teal mask is the DLC, the first part of DLC. For oh, Pokemon. that's right. See, I didn't. I was yeah. like, the teal mask. What's that? And I'm like, Pokemon. Duh. Now that you yeah, said yeah. DLC. Um, I played the whole thing. Um, it's fun. It's yeah. fun. Uh, didn't add a whole lot to it. Uh, the story was pretty entertaining. Um, I think the new legendaries are pretty sweet. Uh, I think Ogrepan is probably one of my favorites recently. Uh, just has like a really cool design. Its move is awesome. Its gimmick is great. Um, overall, just it was fun but short. Gotcha. Um, I'm waiting for for part two to come out. We don't have a release date yet, though. They're saying winter of 2023. So a lot of people are picturing like November we might get it. Okay. Um, but other than that, I've been playing Sea of Stars more. I got back into just sitting down playing it. Uh, it just keeps getting better. Yeah. There was a, there was a huge twist that happened when I was playing it, and I think like that was the significant part of like okay, I'm done with Act One. Now I'm starting Act Two, and it's it's a, it's just a, it's just so much fun. Nice. Yeah. I still yeah. I watched. Uh, I can't remember her name right now, but I watched somebody finally play some of that uh, mm-hmm. on stream. Um, and it looks really cool. It looks, it's, it's I love very, the art. The art style looks really it's awesome. It's also like, I got to give credit to like to it about, it's a full-fledged game. It's a massive game. And it's only 35 bucks. Yeah. And if you have Xbox Game Pass, it's on there. Nice. So yeah. that's just like I don't a, know about PlayStation because I don't have that, but uh Yeah, I'm about to not have it soon either. <laughs> it's it it literally runs up, I think, at the end of January, and then mm-hmm. that's it um for for that. Um I will yeah. say I I did jump into some party animals. Okay. Check it out. Uh that I want to play a lot with that. Yeah. Uh just get a bunch of people together to play because that it that was a lot of fun. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That, that looks a lot of fun too. I think I saw, <laughs> I follow some WWE wrestlers on Twitch and some <laughs> AEW wrestlers. And I want to say, I want to say Dakota Kai, she was playing it on stream and I just popped into her stream and she was playing it. Um, Yeah. 
you you would really like it because it is kind of reminiscent of like just goofy ass wrestling. Yeah, you just you have punches, you have headbutts, and you have kicks, and it's just it's a it's a ton of fun. Yeah, for sure. Um. Uh. Well, what I've been playing is I've been playing. Uh. You know, I, I we I haven't had enough Final Fantasy this year with sixteen. So I streamed some Final Fantasy one, uh, like last Sunday or the Sunday before that, something like that. Um, about midway through that, I will probably finish it up this week because uh, I have the week off, and I just decided for the hell of it, I'm probably gonna do some day streams, whether people show up or not, whatever. Nice but well. uh, I've got the time, so uh, figured like while Violet's in school and Dexter's just sleeping, um, I'll just do some do some early to midday streams um of that and hopefully bang that out i turned back on the uh the modern or the updated music just because i got yeah after a while i got sick of that 8-bit music was getting a little grating um it's good for like obviously for 8-bit music but then i was like all right this is getting real repetitive so i switched it over to the i think they call it the uh the orchestral soundtrack Mm -hmm. um so i started playing that and then uh because of the Sony Sony showcase that we talked about with Zach when he was on the podcast, um, and your boy is broke, I uh, played what I wanted to of Armored Core and traded it in. Um, uh, and it's, all right. it's, all right. it's because they finally announced the dates for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, mm-hmm. So I pre-ordered that. Got like 18 bucks on that. And then the deluxe edition, because I'm a broken person. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and don't worry, this is going to lead into what I'm playing, everyone. Um, okay. I okay. also pre-ordered Persona 3 Reloaded. Um, I'm a pretty big Persona fan. However, I've only played Persona 5. Uh, Persona 5 was like my first Persona game, and it sucked me in. And everyone was like, oh, you got to play all the other ones before it. But they're really hard to get. But the remake in Persona 3, so I pre-ordered that, and because of that, I re-downloaded Persona 5, because it's free on PS Plus. Uh, um, <laughs> instead of playing new stuff, I re-downloaded <laughs> a game from like four or five years ago, um, and I'm playing that, and I am having fun, because uh, Persona is fucking awesome. You should have uh, just downloaded one of the games on the, the PlayStation Plus. I did technically Persona Five. It no, was just one a of the different game. This is a conversation I have with Prumi Laba all the time. She's yeah. like, "I want to play a game." I'm like, "Okay, download a game," and she downloads like the same game that she's been playing for like three years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she's like, "I'm like, no, play a new game." Yes. Like, no, like so it. I've been playing a lot of Persona. Um, I, I'm that game is really long. It's tra- it's like a traditional uh JRPG where it's a uh, like close to a hundred hours. So mm-hmm. I've played four hours and haven't even done my first dungeon yet. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's just setting everything up. But uh, I've been running around town and doing my schoolwork. And uh, it, it, if you know anything about the Persona series, it's <laughs> literally like if you want to live a slice of life anime mixed with let's do st- crazy stuff at night. That's pretty much what it is. Uh, the art style is like super anime. Um like like I said, during the day you are uh you know, you go to school, you uh talk to some people, sometimes you answer some actual test questions, sometimes you have exams that you have to take. Um, and then like after school, um I haven't 
unlocked this ability yet because I'm still really early on in this. Uh, I've played this before, but um, I really was itching to play it again. Um, you get to like kind of run around. You can get a part-time job. Um, you can go like go to the arcade, go to batting cages, travel around Japan, like travel around Tokyo. Like, you can go to Shibuya. You can go to Akihabara. Um, like an anime version of it, like smaller condensed version of it, but mm-hmm. it's still kind of cool. And then at night, you get to invade somebody's heart and try to get them to stop being shitty. Um, okay. I guess spoilers for like the first spoilers for a really old ass game at this point, so I guess it doesn't matter. Um, the first dungeon. Um, the whole premise of the game is you're trying to go around to get people to have a change of heart, which will cause them to confess the bad shit that they're doing. So the first one, naturally, because you just got to a new school, is there's this gym teacher who is a piece of shit. Um, everybody loves him because he's an Olympic gold medalist and he's taken the volleyball team to the finals, like to nationals, like multiple years in a row. So everybody loves him, but he's abusive to his players and he's trying to sexually assault female students. So trigger warning for for that. So you're basically trying to go into, uh, every time you go in, into the person's heart, um, you, uh, it, the wherever they're at like manifest to what they think of the place so uh when you go into i'll just say his name kamashita's heart mm-hmm. um the school manifests in a castle and he views himself as the king um oh. so you know I he's got the symbolism of this yes so he has like all the volleyball students are like in the dungeon getting tortured because he's like overly abusive of his players mm-hmm. in the real world. It's all a reflection of that. And to get them to have a change of heart, you have to steal the treasure uh, that is buried deep in the castle. Um, okay. and, and it's not always a castle. Like, uh, I believe later on, one's like an art gallery. There's one that's like uh, a factory. Um, mul- just multiple different ones. But just to... Re- show for this guy it's like he views he views the school as his castle because everybody worships him and worships the ground that he walks on and he can do no wrong so you're going there uh if you steal their treasure it causes them to have a change of heart and feel guilt and confess to their crimes because okay as of right now like this guy like the parents know that he's being abusive the principals knows that he's being abusive but because he's a high profile guy and stuff like that they're just sweeping it under the rug to say, hey, we have an ex-gold medalist, you know, at our school, you know, kind of like sounds in the real little, world. Sounds a little too real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what you're doing at night. So you have, like, the slice of life stuff during the day, and then at night you're going and uh, invading what they call the palace, because each one is called a palace. That's, like, the, the mm-hmm. catch-all term for all of them. Um, okay. And trying to steal the treasure. And all the battles are turn-based. Um, you Each person has a persona, but the gimmick for this one that your main character has is he can uh, actually negotiate and capture other personas. So it kind of has like a Pokemon element to it. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Because like the persona that I have right now, because it's early on, I just have one is focuses on like curse spells. Um, and there's spells for like every element. There's like fire, there's wind, water, uh, holy, okay. like a ton of different ones. Uh, physical. Um, so you can kind of go around and capture different personas and then you can actually fuse personas together to make different personas. Um, That's pretty cool. And you fuse them by beheading both of them. 
Um, it's so weird. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah, you literally put them in a bag, put them both into a guillotine, and behead both of them, and then it fuses them. Uh, yeah, Persona's always been All right. messed up like All right. that when it comes to... When you summon your Persona, you have this mask that's fused to your face, and you rip it off, and it like causes you to like bleed and stuff, and uh, hmm. then the, your Persona is summoned. Um, and I guess in Persona 3, how you summon your Persona is you shoot yourself in the head. So yeah, I remember you telling me. Yeah, about that. so that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, I've just been playing a bunch of that. That's kind of been like my off stream in between these next few games that are coming out. Um, what I've been kind of chipping away at. Um, yeah. But I did play something new. Proud of you. <laughs> and so is Shauna. Shauna was going to be here for this episode, but we just couldn't figure that out. And the kids, and yada yada yada. Um, she'll give a ringing endorsement though. So far, okay. I've been okay. playing uh, Mortal Kombat One. Um, I am on chapter eleven of the story right now, and has fifteen chapters. Um, and then I hope to kind of dive into some of the, uh, I think it's called the conquest mode or something like that that you can go and uh, yeah, do these like little uh, they're like seasonal challenges. Um. Mm-hmm. But I've been mostly playing the story right now. Um, I will say what everyone else has said. Uh, Megan Fox is terrible. Um, and <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not even like necessarily like a hardcore hater of Megan Fox. I know she's not the best, but she, she is so terrible in this. Um, like God awful. Um, the story is really cool though. It kind of uh, flips the script. I think I've said this uh, when we were kind of like talking about it before it came out. Um, so all this is pretty well known, but like uh, Liu Kang is now the god and Raiden is like the young fighter. So it flips that script around. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sub-Zero and uh, Scorpion are now brothers in the same clan instead of being rivals. Um, okay. Uh, let's see what else. Um, I'm trying to go kind of spoiler light here. I, I think I think the question here though is where do you rank in Mortal Kombat? Ooh. Mm, that's real hard. Cause like I like all of them for different reasons. Um, it's really hard for me to rank. Uh because I've been hearing like really, really good things. Uh I've it, heard I was hearing you talk about it a little bit on Bachelor Night, but uh, full honesty, I was a little too drunk to pay attention to it. Um, <laughs> I hear you. Um, um, it's it it's up there. It's pretty okay. high up there. Like, uh, I would say it's better than ten or X. Uh, I didn't play eleven, so I can't really count to that. Um, on par with nine, maybe possibly better than nine, just because I don't okay. know what to expect. Um, because mm-hmm. it's like. A completely new story. Um, the other thing that's different is like Sindel is good instead of being Shao Kahn's evil empress. Um, she's the good entrance and she's the leader of Outworld, and Shao Kahn is a general underneath her, or General Shao. So um the story is kind of this is a light spoiler, but the story is kind of like if I would go over the overall plot, is basically like Shao Kahn and Shang Tsung and Quan Chi are all plotting to kind of overthrow her as Empress and take over Outworld and kind of set the timeline right to how it was supposed to be originally um, versus Liu Kang. Uh, Liu Kang purposely put everybody in a position to where, like, this wasn't supposed to happen again. Like, in Mm -hmm. the opening cutscene, now this isn't really that big of a spoiler because it's the opening cutscene, 
Shang Tsung is like a snake oil salesman instead of a sorcerer. Like he's literally like this poor like merchant selling like fake remedies. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and later on, they allude that Quan Shi was like a slave to these mines. So they he purposely put them in positions to where they wouldn't gain power again, but they're still mm-hmm. gaining power again because there's. Uh, I haven't met her yet, but there's an unknown benefactor kind of pulling the strings behind the scenes that uh trying to reset everything in the way that it originally was. Um, okay. But okay. uh, my I my favorite so, character right now to play as is Lee May. Uh, she's really fucking awesome. She's the the girl that can like uh control like fireworks. That's like her power, and it's mm. like way cooler than Jubilee from X Men. If I'm being honest, um. She, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. She's got a really yeah, good I'm move set. I'm not. <laughs> uh, she's got a real good move set. She's pretty quick. Um, and what I like about the story mode is kind of like the last few is each chapter you play as somebody else. So, mm-hmm. uh, like the first chapter you're playing as Kung Lao. Um, and then like you play as Johnny Cage, right? And kind of goes through all the characters. So by the end of it. You kind of have a feel for how everyone plays, um, and then you know uh, who kind of who you want to main. Um, right okay. now, though, Lee May is at the top of that list. She's really fucking good. Um, but so I just got. I, the- I, get, I guess when you finally beat the game, I'll ask you again where you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Story wise, though, I'm really liking it so far. It's it, okay. it's definitely putting an interesting twist on everything. Um, like, um, Baraka, who's you know the guy with all the teeth. Um, mm-hmm. He used to be human in this one, and that uh, what turned him into that was an actual plague that's going around. And huh. Melina has it because you know Melina underneath it has that too. Right. But right. she's trying to hide it from everybody because she's the heir to the throne. So there's that little interesting thing. She keeps like injecting herself with medicine to get it to kind of like go down <laughs> and like. But then she'll have periods where it, like will flare up, and she's just going berserk and like doesn't recognize anybody as friend or foe she just wants to kill everything um uh but yeah it's it's really cool oh johnny cage is a washed up actor that's really funny like he's the opening cutscene of his chapter is he's playing like a shitty indiana jones um and you're literally like fighting and then like after the three fights you get through it goes cut and it was like a movie set the whole time like you um but he's like uh down and out like his girlfriend or his wife i think comes up to him and is like we need to stop spending so much money he's like but i'm johnny cage baby i gotta hold up the facade and then she's like (laughs) but i didn't marry johnny cage i married john carlton so like hinting that like that's not even his real name like he changed it for like a stage name and he's like going up to the director of the movie that he's in after the dude yells cut and he's like so I've got this idea for a movie, a four-part movie, and possible streaming series. And the director's like, "Yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm gonna go to my trailer now." And it's like just totally blowing him <laughs> off. Um, he's like the perfect comic relief. Kind of sounds like a low rent Owen Wilson, if I'm being honest. But it's okay. It's it, he he plays it perfectly. He's always like every like two seconds, like when they're in something new. He's like, "Oh man, this reminds me of when I'm in insert movie that he was in." Like, he's always bringing up the movies that he's in. Or, like, stupid things like, whoa, that's no special effect. Or, like, some, like, really stupid stuff. It's, it's, it's really perfect. Um, that's funny. But, yeah, I, I just got to, the chapter that I'm on right now is with Sindel. So that's who I get to play as is next, which is Shauna's favorite character. So, or at least from the last few, was her favorite character. 
Um, my favorite character, unfortunately, is behind a paywall, and the DLC for it is forty dollars. And who was that? Uh, Ermac, the technically oh, who was the okay. Red Ninja. Um, yeah, but yeah. he was my favorite in nine and ten because he was. The, all my friends and Shauna used to make fun of me because all his powers are telekinetic. So I could beat the shit out of you without even touching you. Like, I would just, yes. like, throw you around okay. the screen with my mind powers. And So, in other words, not going to play with you. Got it? Got yeah. it. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I don't want to pay $40 for... I mean, it's a group of characters, but the only one that I would... Only two I would play as would be Quan Chi and Ermac. I don't see me playing as Home- Homelander. I don't see me playing as Omni-Man. I will only play as Peacemaker if he has the John Cena attire on him because I just want to play as John Cena. Okay. Um, Have you seen Peacemaker? Yes. Have you seen uh, The Boys? No. Have you seen Invincible? No. Watch those two shows. I think it will change your mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I just... I know, I know you're superheroed out and I get it, but... Because I'm, I'm also like feeling it myself, but... I they're really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've uh just forty dollars is a little steep for a character no. fighter pack. Um I get it, I get it. And they do add some cameo, more cameo characters too. Oh, that's what I was gonna talk about too, is the cameo system. Um, because that's completely new uh mm-hmm. to the franchise. Now, if you don't know, the cameo system was kind of a way for them to kind of call back the characters that you Liu Kang didn't revive. Um, like mm-hmm. Sonya Blade's not back. She's dead, dead. Um, a lot of other characters are dead, dead. Um, but you can call them back with a R1. Like you pick, you pick your main character and then you pick your cameo character. Um, mm-hmm. Which, if I do a poor explanation, I've got a video up on the Black Box channel uh, of me playing it. But uh, basically, you can hit R1 in a direction. And they'll do, they'll call them in and like do like a quick move. Um, they're not like, it's not like a tag system, like in Peck and Tag, where you tag them in and they're in for a bunch. They just kind of mm-hmm. come in and do like one or two quick moves and then bounce out. So, so it's like the assist system in like Capcom. Yeah. Um, okay. And you can also hit the cameo character so you can like break them out of that combo so you can counter it. Um, and then that also gives you like the opportunity to have like two sets of fatalities. So like you mm-hmm. have your fatalities and then you have your cameo characters fatalities. Um That's which the cameo cool. character fatalities they're all callbacks to like the old like Jax has his from Mortal Kombat 2 where he just like gets giant and stomps on you, which makes no fucking sense, but uh <laughs> that's always in there. Uh they have the classic uh Goro comes and just rips your arms off. Um they have the classic Kano shoots the laser out of the eye and uh mm-hmm. blows your head up. Um I will say, I guess if I have one criticism, is the fatalities are kind of, for the regular characters are kind of really a lot of the same. Um, it's just like, they're not interesting anymore, I guess is what I say. It's like, how can we eviscerate this corpse into like as many pieces as possible and leave them in a pile of meat? Um, okay. They all kind of I, end I mean, that same way. Um, I think I saw, was it Luke Kang's I saw? Luke Kang's looked pretty cool. I haven't played as Liu Kang yet, so... I'll, oh, that, then I won't say Yeah, I, I, I don't care. Um, oh, okay. They're just fatalities. Uh, but, yeah, I haven't, I haven't played as Liu Kang yet. I've mostly played as Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Li Mei, 
I think those are like the main three that I played as outside of the story. Um, okay. I played a little bit as Rain too. Oh, and Smoke. I'm a ninja guy. I always plays all the ninjas. Um, uh, Smoke might be a main too because Smoke is really fun to play as. Um, mm-hmm. Sub Zero is. So everybody always says, but Chase, Sub Zero is your favorite because, like, canonically, I've always been like I love Sub Zero, but I've never mm-hmm. liked to play as him because he's slow. He's the slowest out of all the ninjas. Yeah. Like he's very yeah. slow. So I always end up going over to Scorpion because Scorpion's real quick. Um mm-hmm. and and Smoke's pretty quick too. Um, so as much as I love Sub Zero, sorry, you're my boy in the story, but I don't like to play as you that much because you're slow. Um But yeah, uh that's I'll have more to say on that because I'm chipping away. The reason why I stopped playing it and started playing Persona also is Shauna's also trying to play the story. So she's trying to I'm on chapter eleven and she's on like chapter five or six. So I'm trying okay. to like we're trying to take turns letting her play some and then letting me play some. Um mm-hmm. so that gives me something to play. Cause she she actually said this. I got to chapter eleven with Sindel and she's like, Okay, you have to stop because that's her favorite character. <laughs> and She's also trying not to see, like, originally she was like, let me play this chapter right now. And I was like, no, you got to see the story. You got to get up mm-hmm. to her. She's like, fine. So I've, like, stopped for the moment so she okay. can catch up to that. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping to play some of the other modes. Uh, a little disappointing that there's only one unlockable character, and it's Havoc. Um, Havoc hmm. is just kind of okay. Uh, he was always kind of okay from, like, Deception and Deadly Alliance. Um, so... That's a little disappointing. Um, the cameo characters you can unlock are pretty cool. You can unlock original Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Um, Shujinko, who's a deep cut from uh, Mortal Kombat Deception. That's basically your player character from Deception. Yeah. Um, and then you can play as, or you can call in Mataro, who's the centaur guy. Um, so th- okay. those are the other ones that I get to, that I can unlock. And I don't know if you unlock those in the story, or if you have to spend fucking coins on them um, and just get a random pull because they have that mm-hmm. gotcha mechanics. Um, but yeah, I'm overall, I'm really enjoying it so far. Cool. Um, I'll probably get back into a little bit of it tonight if Shauna, or I'll probably let Shauna play more of it tonight because she needs to catch up. Um, but uh, that's all I have for games. Do you want to get into news? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, well, we're going to start with the big one um, because, you know, while, yeah. we were, while we took the week off, uh, the floodgates fucking opened, and a part of me was like, oh, this is a bad week to take off, but it is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It happens, but uh, basically everything from 2020 leaked at Microsoft um, that they were been working on. So I had to clarify when I did this, all this stuff came out of emails that were sent in 2020. So we got to take a lot of this with a little bit of a grain of salt. It's probably been pushed back too. Yeah. If if, yeah. if it's all still on board, it's probably been pushed back a few years. Uh, or yeah, but you can definitely say that there, um, a lot of this is going to come to fruition. Um, but uh, we'll just start with uh, this one comes from Video Games Chronicle. But I'm just gonna say this is everywhere. If you've been on social media, this is all this news has been all over the place. We're just kind of covering it here. First thing is uh, Microsoft said, Phil basically said, Phil Spencer said that they're looking at 2028 for the next major Xbox launch, um, as in like the next generation of Xbox boxes. That sounds about right. That's about a seven year gap on average that we have between consoles 
Um, so that's not really that big of a surprise to, to me. Uh, does that really shock you at all? Mm, not really. I guess. I don't know. It seems very soon. And I know it's not, it's like, it's still five years off, but it just feels too soon. Yeah. I think it's because it still feels like this generation just started, but it's hard to believe yeah. that it was three years ago at this point. Because mm-hmm. what, these consoles launched in 2020? I think or it's end like of 2019. Kind of in the same vein that you were saying, is like they just now feel like they're starting to get off because it took forever to get like a serious amount of consoles out there. Well, that in, in games too. Like everything was delayed because mm-hmm. of COVID. Let's be real. Like it, it yeah. slowed down development, it slowed down everything. So now it just feels like everybody's finally getting to that point to where we're catching up. And but also, I don't mean to keep talking shit. But you're playing the next console in five years, but where's your first party titles? <laughs> right. Um I, I Congratulations, I have... you released Starfield. Yeah. Three uh, years into the you, uh, 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 I'm gonna be even more salty about that. You bought the studio that res- released Starfield. Yeah. You, yeah, that's <laughs> let's yeah, be that's where funny. is the stuff from Microsoft Game Studio proper? That's what I'm mm-hmm. wondering. Um and we'll get a little bit to, into Bethesda a little bit, too. Um, but um, the next one is there's an update to the Xbox Series X that's coming. Um, it will have a two-terabyte hard drive and no disk drive. It's going to be an all-digital edition. And it's a giant fucking cylinder. Um, what do you I think? Mean, <laughs> aesthetically, I like it better than a giant box. I think around object is a little bit better in my opinion aesthetically Um, pleasing to the eye yes at least to my eye um i I don't know like stop stop doing goofy ass shapes yeah and that that goes for sony too oh 100 like get rid of the fins i don't i like sharks but not on my console yeah like these are like the worst console designs probably ever in my opinion yeah um yeah they're also uh the code name for this console is codename Brooklyn. Um it is also going to include a new controller that is going to have uh, a swappable battery and improved haptics. Um, Ooh. Yeah, swappable, swappable battery. Swappable battery, the thing that Sony's been having since like the PS3 era. Uh we don't got a swappable battery now. No, we can charge our our controllers natively though. We don't have to like buy yeah. a separate charging dock. <laughs> Or yeah. just live with battery purchases. I would honestly, though, with how shitty the battery life is in the PS5 controller, just let me put double A's in it at this point. No. Mm-mm. Like, I don't even fucking care. Like, the battery's it life. Is, the... It is so much cheaper. I, oh, I know. Me, the, cost, the cost is way more effective, especially because, like, I have, like, I have a charging dock. I've, I've, I've went ahead and bought a charger dock when I bought my console. But I also have, like, I think it's like a six foot. A six or eight foot USB C cord. I do too. Yeah. In. So like, if it starts dying, I just reach over, grab it, and plug it in, and keep going. Like, it's not. My I thing is, is when those batteries don't hold a charge anymore, you're fucked. That is my only yeah, complaint. Like, like it, it can even be a proprietary swappable battery. Let me buy a swappable battery at thirty five dollars instead of paying seventy bucks for a new controller when that battery finally see, goes. Chase, that's why they come out with like the special controllers. So like, I had I had my release controller right, and then I got I got a red one right around the same time, 
Uh, and then I got the God of War Ragnarok Special Edition one, which has been dope. It's been great. But now there's a Spider-Man coming out, and they they might get my money for that. Game. I missed out on the Final Fantasy 16 one. You can't find that motherfucker anywhere now. Um, no, you might have. I mean, eBay, but if you want to pay like yeah. 150% markup. I'm lame. I have two white ones, and then I have my purple one. That's it. Like that, That's all I've yeah. got. Um, I do love my purple one, though. Purple one's my bae. Um, uh, but I mean, the improved haptics, I guess, are going to deal with the, are going to be involving vibration, but also sound, um, because you can use sound waves to kind of create vibrations. Um, so that's a little interesting. Um, the only thing I will say is like, I hope they have improved battery life. Um, and, uh, they are also going to be updating the series S at the same time, um, as the, uh, the new series X. The new Series X target, uh, it looks like it's going to be next year. Um, probably around the that, same time as the next Switch and the rumored PS4 Pro or PS5 Pro. I, I just think it's so funny that this all leaked and is potentially coming out next year just on the heels of Phil Spencer in an interview saying we have no plans to make a Pro edition of our console well technically no, they're not because if you actually look at all the specs it's it's exactly right, like the series but x but i mean digital I, I feel like we're 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 grasping at straws here because fundamentally to me it's the exact same thing it's an it's a slightly updated version from the previous because now it has a two terabyte hard drive the way i look at this game. is i look at it like how it was during the xbox 360 ps3 era where you didn't get like a more powerful console, you just got like a slimmer version with more hard drive space. Yeah, um, that's the way that I look at it. Um, versus like last time around, we had the seri- the Xbox One X and the actual PS4 Pro, which were actually mm-hmm. an upgrade from yeah. from the previous boxes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, a bunch of other stuff came out too. Um, through emails, uh, Phil Spencer says uh, Nintendo is the prime asset for Xbox to acquire. This is back in 2020, um, which mm. Nintendo totally laughed off. Um, that was my favorite part about it. Like, I believe this came up in a discussion. Uh, if I can find where it was, they were talking about buying somebody else. A bunch of people at Xbox were talking about buying somebody else. And then the board at Microsoft were like, why don't you just buy Nintendo? And that would that seems like a bigger asset than uh I think it was because it's gonna lead into this other one. Microsoft was also interested in buying WB. Um mm-hmm. and they basically somebody who doesn't understand video games on the board at Microsoft was like, why don't you just buy Nintendo? And this response was Phil responding, like, I agree with you. They are a prime asset that would be like the ultimate get. But he followed it up by saying, but Nintendo is in, has no interest in selling and is not in a position. No. Like, he even followed no. that up. So when it started going around on Twitter at first, like, it kind of got overblown because even Phil Spencer, once you dug into it, was like, oh, I know this isn't going to happen. Like, yeah. I w- would I love for it to happen? Yes. Would it be the biggest win in my career at the, as the head of Xbox? Absolutely. But I don't see it happening. He also said that he thinks it would benefit Nintendo. Like it would, of course he's going to say that though. It would benefit Nintendo for them to come yeah. up for us to mer- to merge. That's the way he kept saying was merging. But, um, you know, I, it is what it is. Like it, 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 it got really overblown online. So that's why I had to like say, Hey, all this shit was emails from 2020 plans change, <laughs> you know, and some mm-hmm. of these will probably keep going. Some of these might not. 
Um, let me see here. Uh, the uh, as a part of this, the Bethesda roadmap leaked, uh, which mm-hmm. is really kind of funny because I have it sitting here in front of me. Um, I'm just going to kind of go through this. Um, for the year of 2020, they had Doom Eternal and PC, which happened. Um, the Elder Scrolls Online, Graymore, which I believe happened. Deathloop, mm-hmm. which happened. I didn't think that happened. I think that got pushed back to 2021, but it did happen. Uh, Fallout Wastelanders. Don't know if that happened or not. Uh, that was they, a DLC for 76. A DLC for 76, okay. Uh, Fallout Shelter Online, which did happen. Uh, and then Project Whirlwind. This one cracked me up. 2021, Starfield. Starfield was originally like, they were like, oh, yeah, it's coming out in 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a few years off from that. Uh, Redfall was supposed to come out in 2021. That didn't come out till this year. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo, I think, was re- pretty recent, too. And that mm-hmm. one was listed for 21. Um, and let's see. The Indiana Jones game was already supposed to be out by now. It's still in development because uh, that was listed for 2022. Um, and Oblivion Remaster was supposed to be out by now. That was just announced. Um, Starfield DLC was already supposed to be out by now. <laughs> um, and then three planned uh, three planned titles. Um, and these were the ones that uh, were kind of interesting to me. Um, Doom Year Zero was supposed to be coming out in 2023. Um, Project Kestrel. Elder Scrolls Online expansion and Project Platinum, and then one planned unannounced title. Uh, and then for 2024, uh, Elder Scrolls 6, lic- all this says is it's a licensed IP game. Fallout 3 remaster, uh, Dishonored 3, Ghostwire Tokyo ser- sequel, and Doom Year Zero DLC. So is like Doom Year Zero like a prequel to Doom? Because that seems like it'd be really fucking weird. I think it is. I- At least that's what I'm getting I that doesn't make sense to me as somebody who's an avid doom player and played doom 2016 and doom eternal doom eternal was kind of me uh but uh that doesn't that just breaks my brain a little bit um but yeah what do you think of like kind of like oh and they did finally confirm after much speculation that elder scroll 6 is going to be a microsoft exclusive it's not coming to playstation yeah um, um they originally said they weren't going to do that but yeah now they are yeah i mean i think this i, I think everything was pushed back for probably a multitude of reasons um mm-hmm. covid being probably a major one into just like trying to keep up with everything and and troubleshoot all the issues uh i mean I go off bethesda i guess like good luck <laughs> um yeah. I I was hearing a lot of stuff that's like mobile game, mobile game. Uh, Dishonored three kind of jumped for, jumped out at me a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm like not the biggest DLC Dishonored for fan. a failed for a failed game that's already been out. Like, yeah, it's just it's it's all right. Uh, 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 the Starfield one really cracked me up. Yeah, 2021 I mean, Starfield, everybody. I I think they're. It's a whole that one is a whole other beast that they're probably not used to. So it it it's it's funny to me for for them to think that it was going to come out in 2021. Uh, but realistically looking at the game probably came out at the correct time. Um, yeah. It's, I, I wish them the best of luck. I want, I want to know what this officially licensed unannounced game is. Um, Cause I want to see what 
uh, what IP they're going to attempt to destroy with their in-house engine. Um, <laughs> I I am cautiously optimistic for Indiana Jones. Um, and, and yeah, I guess Elder Scrolls 6, as time goes on, I am slowly and slowly pulling away from it. I'm Bethesda out. Yeah. I feel like they need to do something like, I mean, all due respect to Starfield. Starfield does they, look They kind of have to reinvent cool. the wheel for me. It is literally Fallout in space, from what I can see. Everything around it seems really cool. Like, the ship building seems cool. The base building seems yeah. cool. The exploration seems kind of lame because it's very handholdy from what I've seen. Um, like, there's modders that have modded, like, actual, like, free flight into the game when you land onto mm-hmm. a planet. Um, yeah, yeah. Leave it to modders to make your game better. Um, isn't that the story? But that's Bethesda. what Bethesda's always done is they've, like, they've had a very open, with like, modding community. And right. so it does not surprise me. Yeah, so that's my thing is, like, they really need to, like, reinvent the wheel. So that's why, like, I do have some friends that were, like, really upset when I said that, oh, yeah, Elder Scrolls is for sure going to be an exclusive. And probably Fallout going forward is going to be an exclusive. Um, Yeah. But Fallout hasn't been good since New Vegas, in my opinion. Uh, Skyrim was kind of, like, the last time that I felt like, okay, this is good. But this is the last time you can kind of rest on us, rest on your your laurels a little bit. But I think... I, at least for myself, just because I was I was a wee lad when Skyrim three or when Skyrim three when Skyrim came out, um, I it that game struck at the right time. Right. It it took over the video game sphere, and it is like it was great. It was oh, great for at sure. The time it was at I the end I'm of the three sixty de- era, so it was like yeah. hitting at the right time. Yep. I think I've just moved on from it. Yeah. Although I did see one of my friends on Facebook the other day say, uh, I think it's time for him to invade Markarth again. And I, <laughs> I had to laugh. Nice. Um, and that's pretty much all the Xbox news from week one. Um, we're still in the week mm-hmm. one of news here. Um, okay. The next story uh, comes from Polygon. Uh, Nintendo briefed Activision on the Switch 2 last year. Uh, if I dig into this article a little bit, uh, Nintendo has been briefing key partner studios on its next generation Nintendo Switch hardware ahead of the console's reported release in 2024, according to multiple reports. Uh, we now know that one of those companies is Activision, thanks to the new filings in the Federal Trade Commission versus Microsoft case. Um, the big thing that uh, is kind of been pulled from this is that I don't know how to feel about this, but it looks like that these next this next switch is going to have the power of a PS4 slash Xbox one. Um, that's the target that they're shooting for. Um, what do you think? Um, I think slightly behind, but I'm still, but isn't that kind of always Nintendo slightly behind? Yeah. They, they kind of always do their own thing. Yeah. And I think that's like, as like, I know I will give shit to like, like the shit we were just giving to Bethesda, but that's, to me, I think it's a, a different ball game. Sony and Microsoft have always been in their own competition. Yeah. Nintendo's only competition was Sega, and they bought it out. And so they have every right or every ability to their to them to just do their own thing. They're not right. in any race. Uh, sure, to the consumer, it kind of sucks that they're not really keeping up with it with anyone else. Um, and to that extent, some games do suffer. Uh, Mortal Kombat but- Switch port. Oh, yeah, we don't need to talk about that. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I, I mean, do your own thing. You're still going to make sales. You're going to release a Mario game. You're going to release a Zelda game. You're going to release a Pokemon game. You're going to try to break records and you potentially will. Yeah. Like, yeah. I will say that the Nintendo in-house team knows how to, knows how to work on that hardware knows like yeah that's why breath of the wild looked really good that's why mario mm-hmm. odyssey looked really good that's why tears of the kingdom looked really good they know what to do with it it's really these outside studios that are just like hey um yeah see i would even say game freak yeah make pokemon I, I mean they're not even like i feel like they do too much uh as much as i love pokemon i'm starting to get to the point of like you gotta do something else now yeah, you gotta you gotta improve on what you're doing because you're you're making super laggy games. I didn't even touch on that during the teal mask when I first booted it up. It was slideshow. Oh yikes! I had to completely shut off the game and reboot it, and it still like it would still lag in the main hub of the DLC. But you spent so much time there that every time you went in, it just started lagging. Right, and then not even to mention if the if the the in-game universe rain started coming in. It oh, just it frame rate killer even more. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the other things that came out from this FTC case, um, kind of going along this is that, um, looks like the CEO Bobby Kotick kind of met, uh, and said like during the case, they're like, well, how come you didn't make stuff for the Nintendo switch this generation? And mm-hmm. he basically said, and I'm paraphrasing here is like, yeah, we kind of fucked up on that one. Like, they didn't anticipate the Switch being as successful as it was, and now they kind of regret not putting stuff on the Switch. So that's at least good sign saying that at least Activision under Microsoft will want to now put things on the Switch um, yeah. or the next Switch going forward. So um, do you question slightly off uh, off uh course here do you think the switch's uh success kind of depended on covid hitting no 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 because it a it came out a few years before covid um i think the switch success was just uh smart hardware the fact that it's both handheld and a console um the fact that there are a lot of like casual gamers that picked up a switch um there's a lot of casual you kind of saw that with the wii as well back in the day there's a lot of people who have never played video games before like elderly people especially that's why i was saying is like especially during covid there's a lot of elderly people that were just picking up the switch just to have something oh covid definitely helped I will say yeah. that, like, uh, like but I, I think, think Animal Crossing was like the big push for it. I'm not even a big Animal Crossing person. Uh, I mean, there's certain titles I like. There's certain ones that I don't like. Um, I think New Leaf might have been my favorite. Um, but um, I even picked up this last Animal Crossing because I was trapped inside, like, and yeah. wanted to still quote unquote hang out with friends. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, COVID definitely helped. But I think this the, the Switch was going to be a success no matter what. Um, okay. Uh, and I think the Switch too, if they kind of double down and keep, don't do something like the Wii U, um, <laughs> uh, then they'll do it again. Um, mm-hmm. no problem. Uh, 
I always say this, like Nintendo is a great like secondary console to have. And I don't mean that as in like a slight to Nintendo, but like if you could only pick up like one of the big two, which is like Xbox and Sony at this point, let's be real, pick up one of those and then pick up a Switch. Because then you yeah. have all your bases pretty much covered if you're just a strictly, like especially for me who's strictly a console player, like that covers me because I get mm-hmm. my Sony first party stuff that I like. I get a lot of the JRPGs that I like to play because Sony caters to those and so does Nintendo. Um, and then I get the third party stuff on my PlayStation and then I get the Nintendo exclusive stuff. I'm set. Like I don't really yeah. necessarily need, I guess the only thing I kind of miss, but it hasn't been good in a while is Halo. Uh, I had, I enjoyed the last. I had, a it was all right. I, I felt like it just wasn't supported well. Like it, I've, it wasn't supported, no, but the game itself was good. Oh, yeah, the game itself was good. I, I, what I kept saying was, like, it needs more maps because I downloaded the free multiplayer on my PC, mm-hmm. and I was like, it needs more oh, maps. Oh, see, that's where, that's where we're, the disconnect between you and I are. Yeah. I played the actual game. Yeah. Like, I played the, the story mode and stuff, which was actually, like, super refreshing and a lot of fun. Um, But I, like, I think because of that, the uh, multiplayer did slightly suffer. Right. Um, next story comes from gamesindustry.biz. Um, Ascendant Studios lays off about 45% of its workforce. Uh, this is the studio that, uh, just put out Immortals of Avium. Um, and the layoffs are reportedly due to poor sales, the former employee says. Um, it looks like they, uh, according to Polygon, 40 employees were let go from the studio. And then as of April, 2023, the independent developer did employ over a hundred people. Um, so I think... Well, let you go first, because uh, I might have to switch to headphones because the sweat is making these fall out of my ears. So just go ahead and talk for a minute. Sure. What do you think about yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, uh, Immortals of Avion was actually a game that I was looking forward to this year. Um, and it just happened to come out around the same time as like quite a few different games that I wanted to pick up. So I never got around to it. Uh, and I think the downside with it is it was a flash in the pan. It got really big hype views at like day one. But I think that was it. I, I also think partially because a lot of it was sponsored content. Um, I haven't really looked into anything, but also because I still slightly plan on uh, playing the game myself. Uh, but from the sounds of it and the looks of it, the game might not have been that good. Uh, and I think they were expecting to be the next big AAA title, um, especially in the middle of a... Uh, uh, of a stellar year of games, but I think that's just the downside is that they were expecting to make a maybe like a middle of the road B game uh, in amongst the year of A plus titles. And so I think that was probably to their detriment. Um, I wish the best to all of the, the staff that got laid off. Um, I hope they find work. I know video game design and, and stuff like that is pretty, um, pretty cutthroat uh so i hope i hope all the best my take is and this is similar to what i've heard on a few other podcasts that i listen to and i kind of agree with it um not to just crib what they're saying but you agree with it you agree with it um Mm -hmm. i think charging 60 dollars for that game was a mistake i think that if they would have charged maybe 30 or 40 or even got it on game pass or something Mm -hmm. like that i think it would have fared better 
I think charging the full price for that game that was kind of shot them in the foot. Um, yeah, I, that's what kept me from picking it a up. A lot of people was either kind of that said that like this game like, is decent, but it's not worth that price tag. Yeah, I mean that that's what kind of kept me from picking it up. It was either that or get. Uh, I think Sea of Stars came out around the same time in like thirty double X, but I bought th- both of those games for like. 45 bucks for two instead of 60 bucks for a okay game right um but yeah it sucks hopefully those people will land on their feet um it Mm -hmm. sucks that you know you ship one game nowadays and then it just leads the layoffs depending on how it does um uh let's see last four-ish stories for this week of news um ubisoft announces this comes from video games chronicle ubisoft announces the division three with a massive entertainment set to with massive entertainment set to develop it um not too much more to say about that uh i wasn't really that big of a division player were you really big in the division when it came out i played a decent amount of two um only because i think i bought like a graphics card and it came with it for free. it was an okay game uh, it has a very devoted following, right? So uh, I'm very happy to those five people. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't stand out to me in any. Yeah, it's um, like Destiny, but like more grounded, and it's just if I if I had to pick the two, I'm gonna pick Destiny. I hear you. Um, I just say no shocker. Ubisoft needs more titles other than Assassin's Creed. Um, no, bring. Back, okay, I'm gonna I'm, I might shit on Assassin's Creed later, but just bring back Raymond. Do more Raymond games. Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I'd love some more Raymond Legends, Raymond anything. Um, but uh, let's see here. Uh, next story, no surprise here. Uh, literally zero. Um, comes from GamesIndustry.biz as well. Starfield is the fifth biggest game launch in Europe this year so far. Um, Starfield was comfortably number one across Europe during its launch week uh, and has kind of stayed at a number, stayed pretty high. Um, It fell to, yeah, it fell to five uh, in its week one sales. The only things to do better than it were Jedi Survivor, Tears of the Kingdom, Diablo 4, and Hogwarts Legacy. are we really shocked? No. That game got hyped no. to death. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's a Bethesda game. People who like Bethesda games, you know, we, we talk about how we're sick of Bethesda games, but there's a lot of people that aren't. Um, yeah. Those I mean, people don't are gonna... get me wrong. I, I, will, I will attest to it. They did a great job. I'm sick of Bethesda games, but it piqued my interest for a little bit there. I almost picked it up. Me too. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't almost pick it up because I don't have an Xbox. But <laughs> I, I was when they were showing it, I was like, man, man. Mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. um, I uh, doesn't surprise me. Like those people are gonna show up. Um, those Bethesda yeah. like diehards are going to show up, whatever you put out. So, and there's a lot of them. So that doesn't surprise me. Um. This one I kind of threw in for me. Uh, it comes from IGN. Uh, <laughs> I love the title of this article, though. Over $600 million later, Star Citizen is now at the <laughs> Alpha 3.20 stage. Um, this game has been in development for so fucking long. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least they're you know talking. What? At least they're talking about it, unlike Beyond Good and Evil 2. 
um, which has been in development yeah. forever, and we've just heard nothing. Um, I think it's canceled at this point. Beyond Good and I Evil just, 2? Yeah, I think it's canceled. I don't know. I don't know. They're making a Beyond Good and Evil remake, apparently, so uh, maybe they're doing that to gauge the interest. Um, but, yeah, Star Citizen has been in development for so long. I remember, I feel like I was in high school when that got announced. Like, and see, that's that, that's the, the the crazy part is like we're gonna shit on Star Citizen, but I've watched people play and it actually looks pretty good. It looks pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just I find it funny that it's still technically an alpha. Um, that's hilarious. After six hundred million dollars have been spent, which is fucking <laughs> insane, how much money has gone into that. Um, and the last one for week one, um, and this is just from Supergiant's website at all, or uh, period. Um, uh, Hades 2 is going to begin early access uh, next year, uh, says at Q2 2024, it'll enter early access on Steam and Epic Game Store. Um, they'll have more details with exact date and pricing and system requirements closer to that date. Um, I don't know about you, but I loved the first Hades. Um, I want to play it. It's I fun. It. I need to... I need to get back. I actually never finished it. I made it really close to the end, but I never finished it. Um, but I loved, I still have it on my switch. I loved playing that and it ran well on switch. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fun, fun, fun run based game. Um, so, you know, next year we're going to be having the early access period for it. Um, so hopefully we get an early access period on switch. That would be cool. Because that, that was why I played so much of Hades. It was a good, like, game to play in bed. Um, yeah. All right. We are in week two, everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, so more Xbox news here. Um, more kind of, like, catching up on the emails and everything. Um, in a leaked email, Phil Spencer says AAA publishers are milking their top franchise and struggling to find new hits. Um, no, that's, yeah. I cannot even argue with that. That is spot on. No. He said... Uh, they're relying on their established IPs um, and kind of like afraid to take risks. Um, no. Which is exactly what we've been saying a lot of, especially with, uh, I hate to harp on, you know, maybe because I, I do have a Japanese bias, but I hate mm -hmm. to harp on the Western studios, but let's be real. The Western studios are really the ones that are the biggest uh, fault at this. Um, I, again, think of like your Assassin's Creed's, your Call of Duties, uh, even like your naughty dog stuff with last of us and uh um yeah, no. uncharted you could even kind of say that with sony santa monica with god of war um you can kind of say that with microsoft and halo um and gears of war see I, I i will the only thing i will argue against a little bit of this is just that santa monica only because they like ah uh, why, why am i just blanking on his name uh the guy in charge of basically Corey all that came out. Yeah, thank you. Um, came out and said that once Ragnar Ragnarok was done, they have a new IP. They're just yes, not telling yes, that is awesome. Um, but uh, until recently, I should say it's been very much like everybody's just pushing out the same shit over and over, and mm -hmm. either relying on their established IPs or relying on like even like I, I love the Spider Man games. I love the Spider-Man games. I know I'm going to probably adore Spider-Man 2, but I feel after Spider-Man 2, I'm going to want to see something else out of Insomniac. I'm going to want to... Well, we got the Wolverine game coming, too. We got too. Wolverine coming. 
But yeah. even after that, I want to see I want to see them do something original. But yeah, I understand. Uh, also, this has got me thinking: where the fuck has Sucker Punch been? Ooh, they did Ghost of Tsushima, and then I know they're working on a Ghost of Tsushima too. But like, they did Infamous too, and they also did Sunset Overdrive. Um. Well, so, Sunset Overdrive. Uh, that's never gonna happen again. Um, no, because that was Insomniac. Uh, oh, that was Insomniac. That's right. That was Insomniac. Um, I mean, Infamous I always mix I, up Sucker Punch and Insomniac for some reason. <laughs> Infamous would be a great game to bring back, especially with uh, like the haptic feedback on all the controllers. Well, and the particle physics cool. too that they've been able to do with these mm-hmm. new consoles. Yeah, and also with like the ray tracing and stuff that we get, it would mm-hmm. be probably one of the most beautiful games ever. Right. I just, I don't, like you said, where the fuck are they at? I think they pick one game and then they only do that one game. It's probably Ghost of Tsushima too, now that I think about it. More than likely. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong, I loved Ghost of Tsushima because it was basically, <laughs> this is the joke that I'm bringing back into Assassin's Creed. We f- we're finally getting that Japanese Assassin's Creed. And I'm like, too late. Sucker Punch already did it. They did it with Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> After years of begging for a feudal Japan Assassin's Creed, they just went and did it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've just I want want to see the Japanese market. Just seems like it still takes a little bit, and they're still pretty conservative too. But I feel like they still take a little bit more risks. Um, in my oh, opinion, aren't they doing the? I don't know. Is this like the old one? The new one? Never mind. It's an old one. Just kidding. <laughs> um, and the next one uh, also comes from Video Games Chronicle. Um, Xbox players can, ex- and this is from Phil Spencer, um, Xbox players can expect Japanese AAA exclusives in the future. That's pretty bold of a okay. statement. Um, Good luck. Yes. He said, in an interview with GameWatch, Spencer was asked if Xbox would eventually get uniquely Japanese AAA titles such as Lost Odyssey or Blue Dragon instead of just getting Xbox versions of Japanese games also on PlayStation and Switch. Um, when asked if it was difficult to for Xbox to meet these expectations, Spencer said, not at all. I think you can expect that. Uh, in fact, he continued, we've released Hi-Fi Rush in January 2023. It may not have been a major title like Blue Dragon, but it was certainly high quality. There's also uh, There are also Japanese game creators who are part of Microsoft Game Studios, and while there are titles we can't announce yet, we are currently developing new games in collaboration with Japanese companies. Um, okay. That has me excited as a connoisseur of Japanese games, um, <laughs> but... I feel like I've heard this song and dance before. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to see it. Sony and Nintendo kind of have it on lock. Also, yeah. the one thing that holds back is that if you look at it globally or or just in Japan, Xbox doesn't sell well over there. Mm-mm. Hell, Sony struggles to sell over there because a lot of people play games on their phones over there. Um, even Switches don't sell as well as you would think. They sell the, probably the best. Um, but they they're they're it's different over there um and the games that come out on xbox just don't interest the japanese audience um Mm -mm. especially when you have two big japanese companies like nintendo and sony right in their backyard that are pumping out stuff they kind of have a a a loyalty a little bit you know to companies in their own backyard uh that's just the way that they've been um 
So, like you said, I'll believe it when I see it, um, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, next one also comes from Video Games Chronicle. Um, <laughs> and this was kind of, well, I'll say what I'm going to say here in a second. Um, the UK regulator, the CMA, has a provisionally approved the Microsoft Activision acquisition. Um, if you remember uh, a few months ago, as we were kind of going over the story, a little bit of the news is kind of slowed on this, but uh, it looks like that the CMA who originally blocked this uh, acquisition is now finally going to uh, approve it uh, because of that whole, they're going to allow, they're agreeing to sell the cloud streaming rights to Ubisoft. To Ubisoft. Um, that was what that kind of cleared that for them. Um, mm-hmm. I think this was the last major sticking point to delay this go- finally going through. Um, what do you think? Um, I, I just, I just want to, to be honest, it's so, it's so, to me, it is so annoying and blown out of proportion. Um, I think it's it, from a business standpoint, I think I've said this before, comes across as very predatory. Right. Um, so let it happen. Uh, either they succeed and they make some of the greatest games ever made with some of the arguably some of the greatest uh, Western like development studios of all time, or they dump too much money into this. They go ahead like in over their heads with it and they fail. And yeah, um, I, I was kind of having the same sentiment though. It was like, yep, this is probably going to go through now. This is like the last major, mm-hmm. like I said, last major sticking point. Um, and maybe, just maybe, we could finally stop fucking talking about this. Fucking finally. Um, if we have a category at Game of the Year time that is, like, a thing we want to stop talking about, I think this one takes the cake already. Um, <laughs> because I felt like since I've started this podcast, it has been something that we've talked about um mm-hmm. in one way or another we might have had a week break from it occasionally as it slowed down but oh my god um it's every week every it's, week it's been it's, something. there's something something about it mm-hmm. um next one comes from kotaku and uh <laughs> this doesn't surprise me at all um mark witten uh of unity unity apologizes for controversial changes and walks back some no shit um, Mark Witten apologized for controversial changes announced on September 12th and announced that it'll be walking back some of the worst changes, including charging install fees for previously published games. So he's basically saying games previously launched, they're not going to charge fees for. Yeah, it's still shitty. But they all around, it's still very still shitty. Still might do it going forward. And I also feel the damage has been done. How can a company oh. trust you at this point? Like a developer trusts you at this point to not enact this later. I think we've talked about this, but I've seen so many indie studios automatically like just jump ship. Shoot, even the next uh the next thing we have to talk about is in direct result. Much, it's a direct result of the fallout of it. And it's I think at this point, Unity's Yeah. They've 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 sealed their own fate and no one wants to work with them because now they're just showing that they are greedy. Yeah, that's it. They're in it for the money. Yep. Uh, and some of their military contracts fell through because that was the other thing, too, is they were making a lot of money doing like a lot of military simulation work. And mm. I feel like maybe some of that military money ain't coming in anymore. So mm. that's what you get for getting in bed with the government. 
Um, <laughs> and yep, the, we'll just go right into it. Uh, next one comes from IGN. Um, Unity debacle forces dev to cancel Nintendo Switch port of Wipeout style racer. Um, this was a ballistic NG, which launched on Steam in 2018 um, and did really well. If you like the Wipeout games, I love the Wipeout games back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But they were originally planning on a Switch port. And because of this, uh, despite them walking some of this back, they canceled it. Um, they're not doing it anymore. And they literally said, quote, this comes as a big kick in the balls. That was a quote from them directly, but they can't trust Unity with anything um, I, going I think forward. It's so funny with the amount of like developers who put out statements after this, and the amount of like usually very professional like companies at the end of it just said, "Also, fuck you, Unity." Yeah, like fuck so off. Funny. Yeah, yeah. It is so hilarious that like. Cause it was shitty. We we've talked about yeah. the, we talked about it with Zach when Zach was here too. Um, we and we've talked about it at work off mic. Like, mm-hmm. what? When did they think that this was a good idea? That this was going to go over well? See, that's the thing is, I I can't remember the exact specifications. I had it more on lock when I thought I was going to show up for the one that Zach took over for me. Also, shout out to Zach. Thank you so much for stepping in. Um, but uh. I think it's something about like he did this before with a different company. Yeah. And or about how it. the I don't know if it was this guy, but uh one of them like sold off a bunch of his stocks before it was this. CEO. It was a CEO. The CEO yep. sold all of his stocks right before he made Announced the announcement. It. Yep. Yeah. Because the stocks it. dropped like what, fifty percent? Something, something like, like that? that. Yeah, they tanked. Yeah. They tanked big time. Um, next one comes from The Verge, uh, kind of a little bit of a smaller one, but one that I'm kind of excited about because I've always been interested in picking one of these up, um, if I could ever afford it. Um, Valve, uh, don't expect a faster stream deck in the next couple of years. Uh, Valve's, I'm going to butcher your name, Pierre Loop Griff, Griffas, Griffa, (laughs) it's a French name, uh, hints, it might be 2025 or even 2026 before a stream deck too. Um, what do you think about? Well, let me just throw that to you. What do you think of the stream deck so far, from what you've heard? And um, I've heard some decent things about it. Um, uh, from what there was a few people I've talked to a lot about with it, and they don't seem too excited about it, only because of the price point. Mm-hmm. And the only thing they really want, and this is this is kind of the crappy part about it that they didn't necessarily like agree with is the only reason why they want to get it is to break it yeah um i mean i mean to be real i'd probably do that because i'd love to put some emulators on it um yeah (laughs) i mean i mean it's also shitty that like a lot of developers were striking against steam for having uh emulators on their uh on their storefront but um i mean kind of like in the same vein as the p like my same complaints about like the ps5 and the and the xbox not a lot of people have it in their hands yeah um what's the point of pumping out something for a while the people that do have it that i've Mm -hmm. that i trust the the few people that i do listen to um they say it's fucking awesome uh it's it's a really great device um i had somebody also that has a stream deck also test out the rog ally which is uh asus's handheld 
and it's mm-hmm. terrible compared to the Steam Deck. Um, okay. Like there's there's some people that do like it, but in comparison to the Steam Deck, the Steam Deck just kills it. Now I want to say Lenovo has one in the works too, um, mm-hmm. kind of like a Stream Deck competitor or Steam Deck competitor. Sorry, I'm looking at my Stream Deck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think right now, aside from like the Switch, Steam the Steam Deck is the best thing to come in that sort of vein since the switch um, and see that's what i was talking about with one of the guys is that the lenovo one I, I i haven't like looked up to verify but what he told me was that it's similar to the switch where it has removable joy con yeah and so i think that might be the, the steam deck killer the other thing uh about the the rog ally that people do like is that it actually runs windows on it okay um, but it uses their Armory Crate software, which if you've ever used Asus's Armory Crate software, it's mm-hmm. fucking terrible. As somebody who has yep. to use a lot of controllers, like I have to use some some Razer controllers, and as much as I like my Razer keyboard, I hate their fucking software. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I don't see a point right now when not a lot of people mm-hmm. have streamed. It's selling well. It's doing well enough, but it's also Valve. They don't need to put out another one. They're making bank. No. They they got Steam. And now they have mm-hmm. this device that's selling relatively well and works. That's that's the thing, is it works. That was the big thing. Where the ROG Ally works some of the time, <laughs> from mm-hmm. what I've heard. Um I, I think it'd just be really funny if they just kept their typical like business model where they released a Steam Deck 2 in like five years. And then never touched it again and never released a third. Yeah, that would be hilarious. <laughs> um, next one comes from uh, VG247. Um, Dead Space co-creator uh, departs studio after spiritual successor bombs. Um, this is uh, Glenn Schofield, who was the creator behind... Uh, um, wow, blanking. Dead Space. Just read it. <laughs> um, but they recently put out the Callisto Protocol. Uh, which we reported, I think, about a few months ago that they laid off a bunch of people after that. Well, mm-hmm. now their CEO is leaving the studio. Um, didn't say that he was let go. He was, but he he's leaving. He's gone. All right. Um, I mean that sucks because from what I'm hearing, like, it was a decent game. It just wasn't. It didn't have a whole lot of. Stuff. I heard it got swallowed up by the Dead Space remake and everything else that kind of came out around it, like. Yeah, there were people yeah. that saying like, "Ooh, the Dead Space Space remake actually plays better than this too." So, because mm-hmm. Cluster Protocol did have a lot of problems at launch. Um, yeah, it was real buggy, um, and even just some quality of life stuff that you think would be in that game wasn't in that game, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, next one comes from Polygon. Um, kind of two back to back Sony stories here. Um, this was all over Twitter. Um, PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan is stepping down at March. Um, he has led Sony and Interactive Entertainment since 2019 um, and has been with the company for 30 years. Um, what, do you, what do you think about him leaving? Uh, time to let the old guard go. Yeah. Get so, some fresh faces in there. I saw a lot of kind of shitty takes on Twitter, like being like, oh, thank God this asshole's leaving. Yada, yada, yada. And I'm just like, did he do anything? I was did like, he do did he do anything that? wrong? Like, everyone's like, well, 
a bunch of different IP didn't come out underneath him. And I'm like, he was only CEO since 2019. That's four years. Like, that's not a whole lot of time to, like, make monumental huge changes. Um, Ooh, I don't know. I might, this might, this might change your, your, your tune. Oh, God, hit me. All right. Uh, he sometimes caused controversy of his own. I think this is. Ryan angered some staffers after sending a memo that combined comments about the U.S. Supreme Court's decision on abortion access with five paragraphs about his two cats first. Oh, fuck that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> good, good riddance. <laughs> um, okay, aside from political takes, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he's been working there for 30 years, so I mean good to see him retire i mean and get out hopefully somebody takes over that like is a good fit and will care about sony's ips um yeah don't like don't let mark witten take over oh god no definitely not um (laughs) we'll have phil spencer take over Uh, that'll work Ooh, jump ship jump ship do it heel turn Uh, uh um this next one comes from Video Games Chronicle. Uh, a ransomware group claims to have breached all of Sony's systems. Uh, in an update to this, Sony is investigating the situation after a hacking group threatened to uh, sell allegedly stolen data. Um, we have uh, The quote says, uh, we have successfully compromised all of Sony's systems. Uh, we won't ransom them. We will sell the data due to Sony not wanting to pay. The data is for sale. Um... According I think to this, what I heard too about that is that, like, to anyone who is maybe feeling slightly afraid, it is not user data. Yeah, from what I'm hearing, it is like it is like source codes and right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and actually, that's what I was about to say is according to the Cybersecurity Connect, the group has posted some proof of the hack data, although it says that this is not particularly compelling information on the face of things. Yeah. So probably what you said, a lot of source code. Uh, mm-hmm. but not much else. Um, no. it's not like that big breach from like what? What was it like? Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen, where 14? like the PlayStation Network was like shut down for like a month almost in some places. Oh, that was fourteen. That was huge. Yeah. 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 Um, it depended on your area, but I remember it was out for me for like three weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, it was down for a long time. Um. Uh, next story, uh, you'll uh, like this one a little. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's actually directly from the SAG-AFTRA site, so go ahead and take it. Yeah. Uh, so SAG-AFTRA has voted to strike against certain video game developers. Um, again, this is not authorizing a, uh, a strike. This is purely just voting to strike if they need, need be. Um, from what reports are saying is that 98% of SAG-AFTRA have agreed or have voted yes. Um, basically it's the same stuff. It is against, uh, companies like, uh, Insomniac, Epic, Take-Two, uh, WB Works, VoiceWorks, Disney, all those, uh, for unfair, um, wages and work for doing voices and, um, mocap. Yep. I actually have the full list here. It's, uh, Activision Productions, Blind Light, uh, Disney Mm -hmm. Character Voices, Inc., Electronic Arts, uh, Formosa Inter- Interactive LLC, Insomniac, Epic, Take Two, uh, VoiceWorks, and WV. Yeah. Yep. Um, they are meeting with them soon. 
to to see if they can strike a deal. If the deal does not go through, uh, they're going to go on strike. Yeah. Um. Not too much more to say about that, except for no. I hope they get what they deserve. Uh, yeah. I as mean, in the, the writers got a nice package. Yes, they did. Um, um, and I hope all the best for everyone because they deserve it. It is literally 0.06% of the annual income of these companies. Yep. Uh, I hope the best to them. Um, I, of course, will stand in solidarity with them. Um, yep. And I hope it, especially after the writing one uh, succeeded, Hopefully tomorrow the acting succeeds, um, and I hope that this just doesn't go to any kind of debates or strikes, and they just take care of it. Yeah, a hundred percent. I totally agree with that. Um, everybody should be paid a living fucking wage and shouldn't have to worry yeah. about. I mean, we could. You shouldn't make sixteen thousand dollars a year for writing some of the greatest fucking fiction of all time. Yep, one time. Yeah, one time. Yeah. Um. Uh, next one comes from GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, fan issues lawsuit over the canceled Knights of the Old Republic to Switch DLC. Um, we kind of reported a couple weeks ago that uh, that the Switch uh, DLC that was going to restore the Knights of the Old Republic to original content that was originally cut from the game, um, mm-hmm. that they decided not to make that. Uh, well, because of enough people had already played for it, it has basically sparked a class action lawsuit. Um. Okay. What? What do you? I mean, I. I was originally gonna push back on it and say it's kind of dumb, but I didn't know there was the whole thing of like people have paid. Yeah, it was backed already. Like there was people that like backed it on Kickstarter and crowdfunded it, expecting that DLC. Um, Right. And now they're not doing it. Um. How how much is the lawsuit for? Do you have the number or? Oh. Is there a number out there? I don't see a number in this article that The Verge has, uh, or okay. that video games. Uh, wow. Let me see if I can find it again. Uh, stand by. I'm looking to. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing any. I'm not seeing any kind of dollar amount. Let's see, let me see if Video Games Chronicle has it because that was gamesindustry.biz that had it originally. Um, no, no numbers yet. Um, but I mean, yeah, if you got enough people backing it, that's kind of bound to happen. Um, yeah, unfortunately. Um, at least give them their money back because i that i think they didn't even offer a refund they were just offering like hey if you want to get one of the other versions of this game you can no refunds yeah a thousand percent yeah a thousand percent you should pay back your backers if you're not doing it oh yeah um uh next one comes from the verge uh bayonetta director and platinum games co-founder uh hideki kamiya is leaving the studio um, this came after a lot of consideration based on my own beliefs, Kamiya said in a statement, adding that it was by no means an easy decision to make. Um, if you don't know, he was obviously the guy behind Bayonetta, Beautiful Joe, and The Wonderful 101. Um, Platinum does hold a little bit of a special place in my heart, if you know where this is going, because Platinum was the studio that did Near Automata. So uh, underneath, you know, Yoko Taro working at Square, 
um but he was the writer and then he he brought on platinum games to help develop it um but uh also like like i said big big guy behind bayonetta which i love the bayonetta series um what do you think about him you know i don't know if this is full-blown retirement or if he's just ready to move on um um I'm going to keep saying the same line I say every time we talk about someone like this. Move out the old guard and bring in the new faces. True, true. Yeah. Um, he did also, uh, he first came to prominence um, uh, working for Capcom, where he directed Resident Evil 2, Devil May Cry, and Beautiful Joe. Um, so, so he has a great pedigree. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, I think it's just time to, to, to step away. Yeah, for like sure. New faces, write some new games. Yeah. Um, I like how you put a little smiley face on this last one. Uh, oh, last I one. laughed at this so hard when I saw it. This comes from Kotaku. Um, so we kind of talked last week about, or the week before, um, that uh, the iPhone 15 allegedly is going to be able to run modern games, um, mm-hmm. which I may actually be getting a new phone soon. You've seen my phone. I've uh, seen your phone. It is an iPhone 10. It is time for you to get a phone. And with all these people offering deals of trade your iPhone in any condition for the next one, I might finally do it. Um, but apparently the resident evil four remake is going to cost $60 on iPhone. That's ridiculous. Um, I get it because it's $60 everywhere else. Mm-hmm. However, if I was going to spend the money on this game, I would not be buying it on my iPhone. No. That was kind of my take. What do you think? No, yeah. <laughs> uh first off, maybe pay sixty bucks if it's on the, like for like the Switch version to take it mobile. But that's the thing. Like, just for comparison, here's the size of my phone, right? Right? iPhone's probably gonna be roughly around that size. That's the size of the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. This is Switch OLED. Like I it's this not is my this is my iPhone bucks. 10 Max. So because I'll probably get a Max because I have mm-hmm. big thumbs and big hands. Um, yeah. So even then, like, yeah, um, yeah, I don't see the like. I don't understand why all these companies are trying to like push this whole like we need to have our games run or Apple specifically, I guess, is like we need to have modern games run on the phone. I'm like, I don't. Who is this My, for? Apple wants money. I know That's they want the money, reason. but who's gonna who? Anybody who knows even the slightest about games isn't gonna go for it. Listen, all I'm saying is it is not meant for the people who know anything about games. When I was a child with my my third generation iPod Nano, uh, I got suckered into buying uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, geez. First, playing on that little, like, that little So you're loop. the problem. No. <laughs> I'm the, no. Uh, people like me back in the day who didn't know shit, children are the problem. Yeah. It, um, it is it is predatory behavior. That's all I'm gonna say. But. Yeah, I I just don't see it. Even I can't even picture casual gamers even paying that if they have a console doing it. Like I just I can't. But picture also, it. battery life on an iPhone is already not the greatest. Mm-mm. And you're gonna you're gonna play a AAA title with pretty intensive graphics. Trust me, someone who's been an iPhone user for the last last three phones has been an iphone um mm-hmm. i've had like two droid phones and then i've had three iphones um yeah yeah battery life less oh not even to mention 
Apple's wonderful practice of when the next couple phones come out, they start sending out software updates to where your battery life and your performance just tanks. Yeah, yeah. And I also love like when Apple likes to be like, hey, we have this feature now that the Droid phones had like three generations ago, yeah. but they act like they invented it. But hey, listen, I you know what? I, I will shit on Apple all day, but I got to give it, give them a little credit. I mean, they're ease of access. They're very user-friendly. Yeah, that is the one thing I will say as someone who's used both an Android and an iPhone. I do still prefer the iPhone, which is why I kind of stay with iPhone because it's just so That's easy fair. to use. Um, also the connectivity with like everything. Yeah. The one thing I would say is if I were ever to switch off of an iPhone, uh, I would get a Google Pixel. That's what I got, and they're great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the the galaxies. Um, I but the Google Pixel I feel is like the closest parity to the it's iPhone in my in my opinion. Very good. Everything that I've seen on it when I've messed with one, yeah, I, I mm-hmm. like those ones. So if I was ever to switch off an iPhone, that would be the one. But I don't yeah. see me switching off iPhone because everything I have is for the iPhone and mm-hmm. yada yada yada. I even have AirPods now reluctantly because my one earbuds died. Um. Because <laughs> wireless earbuds and wireless in general just sucks. Um, but uh, speaking of sponsor Raycon, no, just kidding. We don't. Sponsor. <laughs> um, sponsor Sennheiser. No. Um, Jesus. <laughs> no. Hey, hey. Actually, if Someday. I really wa- if I really wanted to go, that'd be like sponsor Focal. Uh, no one's ever heard of Focal. <laughs> I'm the only person who's heard of Focal. Um, the next sure one. Yeah, maybe someone's got broken ears like yeah. me. Um, yeah. Uh, next one's kind of on the Capcom front too. Also comes from Video Games Chronicle. Uh, Capcom's president thinks its game should cost more. Now, I will say that um, Capcom is one of the publishers who has yet to start charging seventy dollars for their games. They have been charging mm-hmm. sixty across the board. Um, but honestly, I've been kind of saying this for years. With what you get and how much it costs to develop games, it doesn't surprise me that video games aren't more. Um, your big triple yeah. as much as it would hurt our wallets and would suck. At the same time, I get it. Uh, as somebody who was trying to be on the other side of it for a little while, um, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. There's a lot that go into into these games. I mean, the last price hike I can't remember was probably more than ten, fifteen years ago for games. So yeah, the, it's probably well overdue to be past $70. But my thing is, is make better games. Yeah. I I would follow that up with give these developers more time to make better games. Oh, yeah, games. give them proper time. Stop doing crunch. Fuck yeah, crunch. Because we've seen time and time again, studio goes to publisher and says, we need more time. Publisher says, fuck you, put it out anyway. Game does bad. Publisher says, why didn't you tell us? And we said... Developer says, we tried telling you, and then publisher says, we'll lay off a bunch of people. Yeah. So um, I, I do have sympathy with that, but you know, yeah. You know, you, there's, there's a wonderful world or word for that, and we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. Unionize. Yeah. Fuck this shit. Fuck this predatory, <laughs> like, borderline contractual, like, work that's in the video game industry. Oh, yeah. Unionize. 100%. And fuck this over. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. They don't have the talent to make the game. They just no. have the money. That's it. That is the only thing they're contributing. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's your paycheck, but also it's your paycheck. Like, fuck like, them. Like, I'm glad that they bankrolled pretty decent games. 
they didn't make it. You put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. But um, yeah, the last price hike I was going to say was uh, the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 era. It jumped from 50 to 60. And then mm-hmm. it was 50 to 60 through that whole, or that was 60 that whole generation. And then 60 all last generation too. So yeah. now we're just getting that $70 price hike. And it's not even from everybody. It's from certain studios that finally said, we're going to start hiking this up. And you know what? Whatever, you know, it it is what it is. I mean, I'm just smart with my dollar and, you know, I trade in what I can trade in when I'm done with mm-hmm. it or, you know, I, I keep what I want to keep. And, you know, hey, if I, you want to know what's also really great to look into indie titles. Yeah. You know they what also often do not sell for that market price. Sea right. Stars is $34. Right. Right. And especially with like that B tier game disappearing, like you had a lot of those B tier games like back on like the PS2 era and stuff that were like mm-hmm. a little bit cheaper. And, but the indie games have filled that space, and there's so many good indie games. They're good. I mean, Sea of I, Stars is a triple A quality game for thirty four dollars. I played Season this year, and it's still literally a tie. It is literally going to come down between that and Final Fantasy sixteen for my game of the year. Yeah, Season's That's a tiny Stars little game. Outer Wilds is still one of my favorite games of but all time. I will even say Stray. Stray like, was really good. Stray was great. I felt like it got overhyped a little bit, but I can say it was that. still yeah, pretty yeah. good. Um, Umarangi Generation. I know that's a really weird mm-hmm. one that no one's ever fucking heard of, but that's on the Switch now. Great fucking game. Um, yeah, Look I could go it. on and on. Neocab. Neocab's a little bit of a smaller, like, text adventure game. Super fucking good. Hades yeah. was smaller. Super fucking good. Uh, Party Animals. Yeah. Dominating the yeah. charts right now. Yeah. So also, if you're on Xbox, fucking Game Pass. Like, yeah, you a lot of these indie titles are on Game Pass. Well, a lot of big AAA titles are even on Game Pass yeah, too. That's, that's, so that's, like, you if you already subscribe to Game Pass, you can literally try these games out and not worry about burning your wallet. Like, you can literally try no. them out. And if you hate it, you uninstall it. Like, that's it. Uh, I would mm-hmm. love for Sony to have a better version of theirs, but they're stupid. Um, yeah. I think we can save that discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next story comes from Nintendo Everything. That's a great Mm -hmm. name for a website. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 Switch rating has appeared. Uh, This appeared in a Brazil ratings board um, that Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, could be coming to Switch. Um, What do you think of that? Because you don't want me to go into it. Oh, disgusting. It's going to suck. Oh, it's going to suck. Very dis- It's going to suck. It's going to be very disgusting. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1, grotesque. Oh, yeah. Horrible. I, like, not even talking about just ports. Triple, like, in-house games from Nintendo, their draw distance has to be so, like, pretty short to get really decent uh, um, performance. I think Breath of the Wild did it best, even though there are sometimes things did look a little choppy. Pokemon, garbage. Draw distance in that is atrocious. If anyone remembers the pin, the pin, or the, 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 God, what are they called? The giant wheel house thingies. Yeah. Pinwheel, the bigger version of pinwheels. Uh, (laughs) Windmills. uh, Windmills, thank you. Uh, If anyone remembers the garbage look of those that are still not fixed a year later, um, they move like a two, like a second graders 
PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. It is it is bad. And for a game that is arguably one of the prettiest games ever made. It's not gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be bad. Oh, I'm cracking my back for this hot take here. Also oh, one of the yeah. worst games ever made. Um Okay, but that's not what we're talking about. I, I I'm still salty about it. That's all it is. It's okay. Red Dead is like cyberpunk to me a little bit, but even more because Red Dead Redemption 1 was so fucking good. Red Dead Redemption 1 is still so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And they made it worse. They made that game fucking worse. The meandering, the slow pace. It's like you took Red Dead Redemption 1 and ran it through molasses. And okay. that... Mm, maybe if they wanted to do Red Dead 1, I would be cool with that. And it would probably run better on the Switch. Um, yeah. But I'm not that excited about Red Dead Redemption 2 because I don't really like Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, it was one of those games that when I finished it, I'm glad I finished it for the story because I will say this. Amazing character performances. Amazing story. Yes, mm-hmm. it was a very beautiful looking game. Yeah. When I got through it, I said I, to myself, I'm so glad I finished that. I am so glad I don't have to play any more of this because the act <laughs> of playing it was what put me off of that game. Like mm-hmm. I, it got to the point to where it felt like playing that game was a fucking slog and a fucking chore. Like I wanted to play more of that to see the end of the story. But every time I've gotten one to play it, I was like, Oh, uh, can I just like, am I almost done with this game? Like I would love to see the red dead redemption Two movie. Mm-hmm. I would not want to play this game again. Um, there's my Red Dead rant. <laughs> Let me uh, let's do that just in case. Um, next one comes from Game Informer. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why they're doing this, especially after Lord of the Rings Gollum was a nightmare. But apparently, Lord of the Rings Tales of the Shire is in development. Um, Tales of the Shire is a cozy new game set in Lord of the Rings universe. And it's coming out sometime next year. Uh, Developed by Weta Workshop, the New Zealand-based special uh, effects and props company that worked on Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings movie trilogy and uh, published by Private Division, Tales of the Shire promises to let players live their best cozy hobbit life. It is a farming simulator, and I am on board. (laughs) I had a feeling you were going to say that. on board. I... I don't care. I'm going to be a little hobbitses walking around farming with my big hairy feet. If, if giant bearded wizards coming by and sell me fireworks, I, I, I will gladly eat it up. I don't even see. That's the thing. Gollum sucked because it was a game about a character that no one gave a shit about. And no one gave a shit about. This is not based off of certain characters. This is based off, based off of a race inside Lord of the Rings. Sure, they might do a little fan service where you like bump into Frodo and Mary and, and Bilbo and everyone. I just want to play a Hobbits. I want to play a little Hobbitses and I want to farm with my big giant hairy feet. Okay. Okay. If it's good and pretty, maybe. And yeah. runs well because Gollum didn't run well either. This um, is the Animal Crossing killer. Yeah. <laughs> bold words <laughs> bold, I'm backtracking that too uh, this is bold words this is the Animal Crossing killer um, yeah that's funny um, last three stories here um, uh-huh. this one comes from Video Games Chronicle um, 
Uh, Cal Kestis actor confirms that Star Wars Jedi 3 uh, is in development uh, during a Comic-Con panel. No surprise. surprise. I still can't. Hey, that wasn't planned at all. No. Um, (laughs) I still can't. It breaks my brain that the name of this franchise is Star Wars Jedi. Um, But whatever. Explain. Uh, Well, I just, I don't know. It's it's just weird. Like the it was Star Wars Jedi colon Star Wars colon Jedi colon Fallen Order, Star Wars colon Jedi colon what was the last one? I, uh, I, Survivor. Survivor. Jedi Survivor. Yeah, it's just weird. It's a weird title, Star Wars Jedi. Um, but that's just that's a, that's my hang up. Um, it, it's it's mm-hmm. more just in my brain. Um, but that was probably the least surprising thing I've heard. Um. What do you think? Uh, I mean, same. Did you finish it? Not did you finish Survivor? Yeah, I beat the game. And um, so did it end in a place where like there's definitely gonna be a third one? Yeah, I yeah. kind of thought you so. knew you you knew immediately that it was uh there was room for a third story. I think it should be done after the third one. Um, Please. because yes, because it's it, not for like for Star Wars fatigue, but because it bumps up against a New Hope after that. Yeah. Um, because we're ca- we're catching up. It's that it's the in between years between three and four. Three and four. Um, I just want to see uh respawn kind of do something new after this. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe totally Titanfall three. Um, it's that's my happen. wish list. I know, Dustin. It's never, never gonna, gonna happen. happen. But Apex makes them way too much money. I know. I know. Never gonna happen. Don't get me wrong. I am in the same boat, especially after uh Titanfall two getting a Updated. random ass update mm-hmm. uh and there's like been like they're dropping like hints inside the game and stuff like that so take it with a grain of salt they could they could titanfall 2 one of the best shooters i've ever played and one of the greatest stories in any video game i've ever played it is by far the closest to a call of duty killer yeah. out of all the all the shooters i, I mean it has respawn who used to have a bunch of ex call of duty modern warfare 2 devs on it so like yeah it's also, in my opinion, one of the most like feel good shooters. Mm-hmm. Like just like the way it feels playing that game, uh, it best out of any FPS I've ever played. Oh, wall running, king of wall running, it goes wall to respawn. Was fun, so much. Oh, fun. dude, the boosting and the wall running in Titanfall was so mm-hmm. much. Like when they added it into Call of Duty, it was so much slower. Um, except for it in advanced garbage. in advanced warfare, it was good, but they didn't have the wall running. They just had the boosting. When they brought mm-hmm. it into Black Ops 3 with the boosting and the wall running, it was slow. It was like yeah. a slow boost. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, oh, Titanfall. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. I hear, here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight against that before I move on. This is my last point. Uh, no, don't do Titanfall 3. Why? Give us a new IP. Yeah. Stop resting on your laurels. Make something new. Shock the world. That would be cool. I would like that. Yeah. Do something other than like do something respawn, other than Apex. Yeah, respawn does pretty decent with their stories. Mm-hmm. Do something new. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. I'm always cool with that though. I'm always cool with doing something new just to see what they're yeah. gonna do. Um, uh, this next one comes from Kotaku. Um, more bad news. Uh, this kind of is coming from the fallout of the everything falling apart with a, uh, um, take two or no Embracer. Sorry, with Embracer because Embracer's who owns it. Um, Epic Games is cutting a staggering 870 jobs, uh, which is 16% of its workforce. 
Um, they are also reportedly selling off Bandcamp. Um, wow, that is, this is ridiculous. That is the mo- all because of an investment didn't go through. All because they didn't make that purchase of that Saudi Arabia company that I'm already forgetting the that, name of. That's what annoys the crap out of me. Is this was a garbage business decision, but you're taking it out on your employees when you as a business still make bank. Yeah. You're one of the highest earning companies in all of video games. Why are you laying off almost a thousand employees? Yeah, this is my, oh my God, I'm really trying not to do this here, but this is ultimately my problem with capitalism (laughs) is that it always, every fucking year, it, capitalism is a system based off infinite growth on a planet with finite resources. It's, you can't grow for fucking ever. You can't. Also, I mean, also to, to just to add to it a little bit, video games, yeah, video games have been around for 50, 60 years or 70 years. It's been around for a while. Long time. Yeah. I would still say video game development is still in its infancy. Yeah, it really is. And the downside of that is because, like, the downside with that is that there is no regulation set in place. No. Where, like, they're, again, unionize yeah they're like yeah you get hired at epic or at activision or whatever but because of how fast and loose a lot of these companies like do their work even if you are actually an employee of this company you might as well be considered a contracted contractor because you are to you to them you are nothing but expendable yeah what's shitty is is like this was a shitty investment done by their parent company yeah. Like, because their parent company fucked up with their money, 870 people lost their fucking jobs. Because they oh. they couldn't get more money from Saudi Arabia. That's ultimately what this comes. That's why this one in particular pisses me off. Is I'm like, gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get a little controversial controversial. Stop going after blood money. Yeah. A thousand Stop fucking percent. Going after blood money. Because percent. all you're doing is you're going after blood money. It didn't work out. And now you just killed a good chunk of, of your... Yeah. And Epic is like one of the biggest studios that they have underneath them and biggest publishers they have underneath them. And they weren't mm-hmm. even safe from this. Like, this is tied for me. This is tied for me now with the Activision Microsoft thing because since the fall of this Embracer thing, we've just had every week another studio underneath them is laying mm-hmm. off Volition clothes. We have all this fucking bullshit that's happened because a bunch of fucking circle jerk jack-offs up in their ivory towers, wanted to make wanted more to money, wanted to spend of billions of dollars, and it, and it didn't work out. And you want to punish everybody else below you. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Eat a whole bag of dicks. End of rant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so next point. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, last one. Um, last story here comes from The Verge. Uh, and this is one that I caught real late. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm going to have to read a little bit of this article to kind of... Uh, that's exactly why, but uh, the NVIDIA offices were raided by the French Competition Authority. Uh, NVIDIA's France offices were raided by the country's Competition Authority over concerns about anti-competitive practices, according to the Wall Street Journal. Um, looks like sources tell the Wall Street Journal that French authorities specifically targeted NVIDIA, which has been in demand for its chips. Uh, 
for its chip skyrocket in recent months, several companies, including Microsoft and OpenAI, have purchased thousands of the company's high-end AI chips to the power of large language models. Um, I'm trying to see the... So, yeah, it looks like the breach... Uh, uh, looks like they were just a bunch of anti-competitive practices. They're not going into too much detail because it just says that they're rated. Um, I'm sure we'll get more info in the next week or yeah, two. Yeah, so this is just kind of a small one that I threw at the end. Um, the only thing I will say about this is we see how much fucking graphics cards are um, and how much those always get hiked up. Um, and I'm not even really that big of a PC gamer, but I know you are. Um, yeah. What do you think? I want to upgrade. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's shitty. Yeah, it's pretty shitty only because it, it does seem at least in the last few years as a PC player. Um, NVIDIA is just kind of like we know a lot of people look to us as like the base standard. So we can fuck around, do whatever we want. Yeah. If we want to make a, if we want to charge $1,500 or something, we'll charge $1,500. Yeah. I would love to see now. This is just like my wish um, because like AMD has caught up with Intel. As far mm-hmm. as like their processors, I would yeah. love to see AMT now next catch up to NVIDIA with their GPUs and just offer like way better pricing because they already offer way better pricing with their CPUs than Intel. See, that's I, I, I only I use AMD, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I've always used, and it's great, yeah, it's still good, yeah. Um, but yeah, hope we'll probably have more on that next week. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's the podcast. Um, what do you Ooh. do? You got any plans for like streams this coming week? I know it's been a little Dude. hard for us to get in streams. Uh, I've, I I'm get, just as guilty. So I want to get back into streaming only because uh, I'm officially done with the second job, so I have more free time. Woo, uh, freedom! Ooh, uh, the only thing is, is that things gonna get a little hectic because uh, my wedding is in yes twenty days. We are going to be taking off some time for that. Uh, yeah, his wedding is in twenty days, so that weekend, um, mm-hmm. we won't say the exact date, so you just count ahead, listeners. Um, <laughs> but we will be taking that weekend off. I'm standing mm-hmm. up in that wedding, so I'm at least gonna take that weekend off, and then he, Dustin, is probably going to take even that next weekend off because more than likely. I want to. Uh, I want you to have your time off to enjoy your time. Uh, You deserve it. Everybody deserves it. Um, But um, yeah, so you're going to be busy with that coming up. Um, But uh, I mean, I guess back to what originally was asked, I hope to get back into streaming. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I want to play some Armored Core 6. Um, I'm looking at a few different things. Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars. That's on the list. That's on the list. Uh, I will say, um, I'm just going to put a forewarning out there. Um, If the video game strike goes through, I will not be playing any games from those struck companies. So if there's any big name titles that either I was playing beforehand or will be playing after the strike goes through, uh, I will not be playing them on stream. Valid. Valid. Um, I am going to hopefully get back to, I'm probably going to keep tripping away at Final Fantasy 1 on stream. That's my plan for this week. Um, I'm not really going to play too much more Mortal Kombat story on stream because I try to leave that open for people to see the beginning of the story. And then if you want to play it, you're not going to get spoiled. Um, I might do some of the conquest mode once I get through the story on stream. Um, if I do finish Final Fantasy 1 this week, we will be moving on to Final Fantasy 2. Um, and then... (laughs) 
the next real big game that I'll be playing on stream will be Super Mario Wonder. Um, that'll be the next big Ooh. one. Um, and yes, uh, I guess with that, um, you can follow everything that we do on Twitter and YouTube at underscore Black Box Signal. Follow us on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash blackboxsignal. Dustin, where can they follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at darprimevottv and Twitch at just slash Darius Prime. Um, and that's all I got for that. Oh, I guess TikTok. You can find me on there. Um, darprimevottv. Uh, <laughs> and I am on Twitter at chasing underscore chase, uh, twitch.tv slash chase and chase TV. Um, I'm also on that new app called the blue sky. Uh, I think I'm plugging that cause I'm trying to get more people on blue sky cause fucking fuck Mark Zuckerberg and fuck Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> um, but we're there. We're all there. You can catch us on every freaking podcast app at this point. Um, I'm, we're pretty much everywhere. So as always until next time, stay safe comrades. Bye guys.